This episode is brought to you by Pinch Me Therapy Dough. Pinch Me Therapy Dough is a real product. You could find it on Amazon. You could find it on fucking, I don't fucking know. You could find it somewhere. Um, it's a dough. And it's kind of like Play-Doh. You can squeeze it. Let's get a little uppy closey time here for the fucking video guys. Um, you could squeeze it, right? It's like Play-Doh, but it's called Therapy Dough. So anytime your fucking girlfriend cheated on you, your fucking mom died, your sister gave your fucking best friend a BJ, anytime that you feel stressed out, instead of fucking, you know, beating the fucking slamming your pillow and fucking, well, I don't really know what that would do for your stress. Instead of punching a hole through your wall, instead of taking it out on your fucking dad that didn't do anything that fucking deserve it, instead of telling your girlfriend that she's a cunt and you don't feel like you should have said that, you could just buy this therapy dough. It's 20 bucks. And whenever you feel that stress, coming in whenever somebody did you fucking wrong whenever you feel like you know maybe you didn't deserve this fucking horrible of a life uh you just get a little bit of dough and you squeeze out your fucking pain okay uh it is a real product it's not a fucking joke uh they definitely didn't pay me to do this as we could all tell but i figured you know it's a product that i enjoy and i want you guys to enjoy it too it also says on the back not a food do not eat so if you haven't figured out that it's not a food because it says fucking putty on it um then, hey, you know, it says refocus, rebalance, restore, you know, rebalance your life. You know, sometimes shit, shit happens. And am I really going to go into this fucking? No. So this week I I did a lot of fucking dude. I've done some crazy bucket list type of shit this week. Um, earlier, I OK, let, let me fast. Let me backtrack. Um, when I met Cody Garbrandt. He posted a picture of us and gave me a little shout out on his page, right? Now, this one girl had DM'd me from that and she said like, you're beautiful or something, right? Which is flattering. It's not a flex. I'm just fucking telling the story. She obviously wasn't wearing glasses. Oh, fucking poor Ange. Ange says he's fucking ugly. Okay. So uh, she DM's me and said that you're beautiful. And I said, like, thanks, you're pretty fucking sweet looking yourself, babe. And then she, uh, <laughs> and then I was like, hey, why don't you get me on Snapchat? Because I don't want to lose you here. You're a cute chick. Uh, let's fucking, let's continue to talk, right? I like to talk to people. I'm a single guy. Why not fucking throw a few fucking dice, right? And see if anything, see if I ever get snake eyes, right? Which I never fucking will. But I figured roll the dice. Let's see what happens. Uh, finds, I find out she's from Canada. So most guys would be like, oh, fuck this. You know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. We're not doing Canada chicks. Not because there's anything wrong with them because I live in Illinois. You live in Canada. How the fuck is this going to work? Right. Um, fortunately we are both optimistic. She, uh, was really into me and I'm pretty into her and she decided to fly out which I didn't pay for, she paid for it, and it was fucking dope, because most of the time I feel like a girl would expect me to fly her out, um, but she was, like, cool with it. We kind of agreed, like, I would take you out, and we'd do some shit that I fucking, I, I cover, but it was a trip that she wanted to do, and I'm not, like, I'm not just flying chicks out, like, I don't really need to do that. Um, I'm not that fucking desperate yet, but... She ended up coming here. She's here right now in my living room. She's been here. This is the fucking, this is why it's such a risk. This is why it's a, uh, like I said, I've been doing crazy shit. I've never met this person before. And she's like, just, I picked her up from the airport and she's at my house for six days. Um, now I know you may be thinking a lot of different things, 
because of that. Um, and hey, what, what am I going to fucking do? You know, she wanted to stay here. We were going to get a hotel, but I was like, why the fuck spend $600 on a hotel? I, I have a bed. I'm not fucking homeless. Let's just stay in my bed. And you know, the older, the older generation, you know, my grandma, my aunt, you might think, why the fuck would you do that? You got some chick coming from the other side of the country. You know, I get it. Hey, in your time, it wouldn't have fucking been a good, good idea. And in today's time, especially with me, my job is very, is very out there. My job is very public. I sell sneakers to fucking Conan O'Brien. People see, well, I actually haven't yet, but that's what it looks like when you see my Instagram. I sell sneakers to somewhat celebrities and it's a very public thing. I do a podcast every week that's on YouTube and it's very easy to, to like get a feel for how I am as a person. Uh, we also FaceTimed every night for like 30 fucking days in a row. And yeah, so she came here and it's been really good so far. And thank God, because if it was shitty, uh, I would have really, that would have really fucking sucked. But I definitely recommend if you guys are going to do something like that, you know, I don't know. I can't really give any recommendations. If a girl wants to fly from Canada to see you and you guys are both getting along, just fucking do it, you know? And if your parents can't let her stay there at your house, then get a hotel and go to stay in a fucking Motel 6 for 20 bucks a night. And she's going to fucking hate it. But I wanted to tell that story because it was, you know, I did it during my week and it was just crazy. And hey, we fucking had fun. So, and she's still fucking here. So this might be a little bit quicker of an episode. I want to wrap things up. Um, but at the same time on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about this is, this is the 51st episode, and obviously next one, it's a year, right? 52 weeks, that's a year of podcast episodes. Technically, the, the year was like April 18th, but there, I took a couple weeks off, so yeah. And I'm, dude, I got to give myself a fucking pat on the back. I, I'm not going to do this for a long time, but I there's some times when I fucking don't want to do this podcast anymore. And it's not because I'm not passionate. It's not because I fucking, it's not, like, there's no bad reasons. It's because I am a human fucking being and I need, sometimes you need some instant gratitude. What's happening in the screen behind me? Um, sometimes you need some like instant gratitude You need or instant gratification. Um, and you know, like the numbers aren't exactly where you want them to be. Even though I've, I've surpassed a lot of the numbers that I originally wanted, I want to grow at a much faster rate. And it's hard to, because it's like I, with a podcast, I literally have to go on the streets and like tell people to listen to my podcast. It has to be a direct thing. Or I have Chris D'Elia, Kendra Loss, Burt Kreischer. I have all the stars on my show. And then obviously I gained some fans, which I didn't want to do the first year. I didn't really want to have big people on. But now for the second year, it's looking like that's what we're going to be doing. It's pretty hard to get like to scale fast when I don't do anything else. Like I just do my podcast and I sell shoes. Most people go from famous to podcast, you know what I mean? Or YouTuber that has 2 million followers. Then they start a podcast and now everyone listens. Logan Paul, Jake Paul, Emma Chamberlain, um, or comedians, Chris D'Elia, Ron Funches, Bill Burr. Everyone was already established in the fucking game first. And then they had a podcast. The only one, like one that really did it, which it wasn't even really with podcasting was Sam Roberts. And he's obviously been my mentor for a while. So he was, he is the last professional broadcaster. His is for radio, but 
he has the same story. That's like he wasn't really he didn't have a huge booming career and then just said, hey, guys, I'm also on the radio. He fucking was on the radio with two fans at fucking midnight when his parents were listening. And that was it. And went from that to having hundreds of thousands of fans working with WWE, all that. So his come up story really inspired me. And if he could do it, I figured hopefully I could fucking do it. I don't really know. I don't really compare myself to him because the guy's a fucking legend. But I look up to him. So um, on today's episode, we're going to be looking at some of the mentions that I've gotten, some of the shout outs. And I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of them. There's some fucked shit that happened with not fucked up shit, but like some very unfortunate times I've had getting a shout out from someone. Um, and the aftermath, or we're going to play a video where I'm extremely fucking nervous and I don't really know what I'm saying. Uh, I've been in the spotlight of some people's like careers or whatever content. I've been on YouTubers, vlogs, podcasts, radio stations, all that shit. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to fucking play it now. Um, I'm actually realizing that I didn't really save some of them. But fuck it. We're just going to go through these ones. Um, I'm also going to play... Okay. Fuck. Hold on. We're going to have to do a pause. Because I need to gather this information. I've actually never done this before. We're going to fucking try it. I'm pausing and then I'm gathering... I'm going to gather this information and then I'll be right fucking back. Okay, so I guess we're back now. I never knew I could fucking do that. Pause it. I don't know if this is going to work though. The The... Sync might be fucked up. There, Something's probably going to be fucked up. But I just paused it. I had to go back on my phone, airdrop the videos, because I screen recorded a lot of these. So I airdropped them to my computer. That's what I was doing right there. Um, all right, so now I got all the videos. So I got all these cool shout outs, and I never really have, like, on my Instagram, I have some of the video versions, but it's not something that people, like, really see. I feel like I feel like I don't get fucking enough credit for some of the shit that I've done, okay? That's basically what I'm trying to say. So this is going to be me showing some of the cool shit that I've gotten shout outs and, and mentions on, and I'm going to tell you the fucking backstory behind all of these. So, um, all right, we're going to start with... The first one that I ever really got, the first shout out I've ever really had was on Pootie's YouTube channel. Um, I guess technically the first shout out I ever got was from a rapper named Stunt Taylor. If you're from Chicago and you know who Stunt Taylor is, uh, he was a viral rapper. He had a few songs that were really good. He's a dope guy, awesome guy. Uh, and he met up with me. I sold him some shoes and he posted me. But other than that, the first actual like video shout out I ever had was from Pootie. And I'm going to play this clip behind me. We're going to turn the lighting down a little bit because it's a little fucking high. So this is the video with Pootie. And if you are an audio listener, you can hear me stutter and fuck up just as well. So don't feel excluded. If someone offered to give me some B2. Brad Yeezys. Look at these. This the homie right here. Introduce yourself, man. Yeah. Introduce yourself. So basically, I sell sneakers on my page. I own a, a website called comeupcloset.com. Uh, I just basically sell shoes like everyone else. I met uh, Crystal. Just basically sell shoes like everyone else. I, I'm just a piece of shit. I'm nervous as fuck and shitting my pants, and I have no clue how to sell myself right now, is what I was basically saying. I've sold to Crystal He's an actor and a comedian. I've sold to... Nate Maloli, 
You guys know him as Skate Mole, he's yeah. a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even, with, even with the uh, Kalmaski and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I heard of him. Yeah, I've been watching you on YouTube for like he's so two he's, years, bro. Yeah, it's Since crazy. Fucking, right when you started, it's not just random people, it's people that I have actually like yeah. have been watching or like Skate Mole, I've been listening to music and stuff like that. Gotcha. Dude, so fucking nervous. So nervous. Also, in this video, if you guys are seeing this right now, I don't know if you could see it from like your point of view, but I'll put the fucking I'll I don't know. If you want to see it, DM me, I'll send you the link. Um I have a huge fucking like zit in between my eyes that's the size of a fucking I don't even know, a gobstopper. And I was like, I don't know, and I sound sick. My tonsils I was like, yeah, so I sell shoes and uh I just, it was just a fucking bad day for me. Um, I was also extremely nervous. I had watched Pooty for years before this. Um, so meeting him in person and then he like pulled out his camera and was like, let's get a video. Nervous as fuck, okay? So I'm gonna keep going. I'm actually gonna do, I'm gonna link all his information down below. I'm actually put his Instagram right here on the screen. You can check him out. Below we have Instagram. Twitter, uh, YouTube page, you plan to start on YouTube too. That's gonna be down below. Yeah. Um, you have like a like website or something to check you out? Yeah, comeupcloset.com. He hooked the boy up, so I thought yes, he hooked okay, me. Okay, now, I keep saying comeupcloset.com, and you're probably wondering, what the fuck is that? So here's the story on that, really quick. Uh, comeupcloset.com was something that I was trying to start, which was buying vintage clothes and reselling them, and going thrifting and fucking finding, you know, a fucking Bing Crosby t-shirt that's signed for four bucks and then selling it for 40 or whatever the fuck it is. Vintage Slipknot shirts go for a lot. Uh, whatever the fuck, any old band really vintage shit. Like people love that stuff, right? So I had bought out like inventory from these kids that went to school by me and they had like a ton of shit. They were trying to do the same thing. They just couldn't execute it well. So I gave them like a thousand bucks, which was like buying out their company or whatever. Um, and I took over the name and I tried to start selling this shit, but it was very fucking hard at the same time. Um, I don't know. It, it went okay, but I, at the time was, was like, okay, I'm going to get this one fucking surge of people. So like, I'm just going to plug the fuck out of whatever I can plug my website, plug my Instagram. And, uh, what I didn't realize was on the come up closet page, I had uploaded like a few pairs of shoes. It was like cream Yeezy V2s, bread ones, uh, I don't know, ultra boost, mid top, whatever the fuck. So it was like 10 pairs of shoes on there. And I had uploaded a ton of sizes just to see like if somebody was to buy them. I didn't have the inventory, but I knew that I could get them. So I was like basically selling shit that I didn't have. And at the time it didn't matter because I only had like fucking 20 orders a month anyways. You know what I mean? People weren't even really looking at the shoes. I was kind of just putting them on there to test out how it would work. And when I plugged this, he posted it and I didn't think, even though I'm a good fucking business guy, I thought in this scenario, I was a dumb fuck. I didn't think to like buy inventory or go make sure that I could get this shit or upload shit that I knew that I could get the sizes of. I had like full size runs on five pairs of shoes. So he gives me this shout out. The next day I had $12,800 worth of orders that I could not get. Like it was like 58 pairs of shoes or some shit or 38 pairs of shoes. I don't know. A ton of fucking shit that people ordered and t-shirts and whatever. And, uh, I, couldn't like 
back up all of these orders. And there was no way that like within a week I could get all of this shit. There was just no way. Like I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So it was unfortunate because I gave a shout out and I had a good chance to get orders. But as a small business owner in his beginning stages, I wasn't ready for the fucking orders that I would get. Even though 58 orders doesn't sound like a lot, it's 58 separate pairs of shoes, 58 separate sizes, 58, like, it was a lot for one fucking day for me. So if you don't think it is, then hey, you've done better business than me. But in that moment, I was fucking like, holy shit, I woke up to all these orders, couldn't fill them, had to refund a lot of them, messaged a lot of the other people and was like, hey, uh, PayPal is going to take the money back if I don't ship within five days, so let's just fucking figure it out. And some people, I did get their, them their shoes uh, yeah, tough fucking tough time for me. Now, the next one is on Burt Kreischer's page. Uh, this was on the Burt cast. So if you don't know who Burt Kreischer is, then you don't know good fucking podcasts, even though you're listening to this one and this one's good. Um, Burt Kreischer is a comedian. I don't even want to explain who he is because you guys all know who the fuck he is. He had me on his podcast. I went to sell him shoes and, uh, I fucking was... I was actually on the plane to meet Crystalia, and he had texted me, or he had DM'd me. Burt Kreischer DM'd me on Instagram and was like, hey man, can you get me these shoes in a size 13? And I was like shitting myself. I had no idea that he knew who I was or like how the fuck he figured out about me. Um, so long story short, I ended up getting the shoes when I was in California. He invited me to his house. I took an Uber, went to his house, waited for like 45 minutes. He finally comes out and he invites me inside. And then he does this video, which is like a little bit that he did for his Instagram, which he posted. And I obviously as well posted it. So I'm just going to show you this. This is fucking great, by the way. Like the fact that this is even real, I'm shitting myself still. This is Angelo, right here. Angelo is tagged right here. He gets me shoes. These are the shoes he just brought out for me. Yes, and I told my wife I flew him out first class from Chicago and paid six hundred dollars for these shoes, and she's losing her mind. So we're gonna go introduce the shoes to him. By the way, he can get you whatever shoes you want. He also works with Funches and Delia. They're all tagged right here. Anything you guys need. Anything you guys need, and it's not six hundred dollars. But we're gonna go tell my wife. Also nervous as fuck. Showing Leanne the six hundred dollar pair of shoes I bought. This is Angelo. We flew him out from Chicago, babe. Hey, I want you to see him and tell me what you think. Leanne, come in and take a look at him. They're Nikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. $600 plus a $600 <laughs> why ticket are they to fly him out. That's uh, just like, they're really exclusive. So. But why? Because they're patent? No, it's just like there's not a lot released. You know, they have two tongues? <laughs> <laughs> feel, feel how heavy they are. <laughs> so. That was good. You know, he fucking, he got his wife. It was a little punked moment. Um, he posted that. Everyone went crazy. But now, in, like, in time, as we, at, right after we took that video, he sits down, he's asking me questions. And then this happens. He sits, like, as we're talking, he's like, you know what? I need to get the microphones and we need to fucking, we're going to record you and put this on the podcast. And, and you're not going to fucking believe this, but 
I literally told my brothers before I went to his house, I was like, I bet you I'm going to get on his podcast. And my brother was like, I wouldn't think that. Like, don't get too excited. Don't get your hopes up. Like, that's probably not going to happen. And it wasn't because he didn't have faith in me. It was just because, like, that's a big fucking deal for Burt Kreischer to just have some random fuck on his podcast. But I just, I said it and I just thought it was going to fucking happen. And then when he brought the microphones out, I was like, I'm ready for this shit. Like, I was not that nervous. I kind of stutter. I kind of say some, like, whatever misinformation, but I'm pretty happy with this, so I'm going to play this now. Last little piece of work I'll do. I'm going to look at uh, shirts for my special because I have to have a shirt to walk on stage to. You do, yeah. <clears throat> and I, I want to look at new jeans because I think these jeans look beat up. Mm-hmm. And I got a guy dropping off kicks. Um, yo, I got to give a shout out to this kid. He... Uh, I'm gonna. He's coming by today. He got Angelo here. What's his name? Angelo Blando. Check him out on Instagram. It's A N G E L O underscore B L A N D O. And uh, he's bringing me these shoes. And he he the the reason I'm bringing this up. He's on Instagram. So if you're into sneakers, he can check out his Instagram. He posts shoes all all the time, and then you can buy them directly from him. I think he's out of Chicago, but he's always in L.A. and New York. And the reason I bring this up is because today's guest is how I found out about him. Uh, I was looking at Ron Funch's Instagram, and he had a a picture with him with new shoes. And I was like, oh, those are cool shoes. And then he was like, this is my buddy who hooks me up with shoes. And so I went, oh, I followed him. Just followed him as a lark. And then he posted these Jordans that had just come out that I thought were really, really cool. And he posted them. He said, I have size 13, and it's always hard hard to find size 13. So I hit him up. And he's like, oh, I'm coming out to bring shoes for D'Elia in a week. By the way, we talk about D'Elia on this podcast a little bit um, as well. Because Ron and Chris D'Elia worked together on Undateable. Um, but I, I don't know. So anyway, I said, oh, my God, if you have them 13, I'd love them. So he's bringing them out. So uh, so he'll be here. We're going to shoot a video for my Instagram uh, probably in a little bit. But today's guest I met along. We'll just throw this into the beginning of the podcast. It won't be like a four-hour interview. Or it won't be that long. I'm just curious. Explain the shoe game, how you got into it, and how it works. So, okay. So and I'm talk 19, into the Talk right into the mic if you're Right into the yeah, mic like yeah, this? My yeah. bad. So I'm 19 years old. Um, I've I grew up in Chicago. I'm from Chicago, and um, basically, since I was younger, I was just buying and selling like anything I could. I was selling suckers in fifth grade. I was selling phones in freshman year. All this different stuff, and <laughs> then I started selling shoes because it was just like a big thing, and I was yeah. always into fashion. So. Um, I don't know, one thing came to another, and I messaged Crystalia, and I said, like, hey, man, if you ever need any shoes, let me know. I'm a big fan. And two days later, he messages back and was like, I'm super down. Like, let me know what you could get me. And then he starts sending me stuff. So I was just like, holy shit, this is a real thing going on. Uh, and I flew out here, and I met him, and we got a picture together, and I was super nervous. And uh, and now like now now we've met a few times together. And he talked like, about you on Fighter and the Kid the other day. Yeah, which that was crazy. Well, like, it's so funny because I follow you. He's on Fighter and the Kid, and he goes, "I got a shoe guy." And I was, I was like, "Oh, that's so funny." I was in my head. I was like, "I kind of want a shoe guy," and now I have a shoe guy. Yeah. But but I, I but I following you, and I saw like the, there was a big. I think it was because All Star Weekend. Right. There was a big right. release of shoes. Yeah, there was a ton of shoes that came out that weekend. And even like these are one of them that have just like, I don't even know, the past month has just been crazy with it. But um, I don't know. Go ahead. What no, you're so, so, so how did, how, like, how did, Leanne was asking, go ahead and finish your questions that I interrupted and said, let's put this on the podcast. You were saying, like, by the way, I'm chewing gum 
which fucking pisses me off because you're on like a huge celebrity's fucking podcast. And what do you do? You chew gum. Like, really? I'm fucking. Yeah. So, you know, the shoes I bought, it's just fucking so like unprofessional. But hey, I was a little, this, I'm, this is my fucking, this is new. This was new to me. Stanley, on what is it? How do they only release shoes in Chicago, LA, and New York, right? Right. So a lot of these are just they're just exclusive shoes in general. Like some of these, like I was saying, there's only 160 pairs made of some of the shoes that I've had, and then like these in particular, there's like around 20 to 30 thousand. Um, and it's just you can only get them if you're in one of these three cities, or if you know a guy, or whatever it is. So, so like, how do you get them? I happen to know a ton of people in these boutiques. Like there's boutiques in Chicago, there's boutiques in LA out here, and they're the only places to. Get get these shoes so when they get them i'm just have a connection because i've been doing it for so long that i have access to all of like basically anything you need i could get really yeah what's the most expensive shoe you've ever sold um i sold a pair of red octobers those are those are a nike and kanye west shoe um those are like six thousand dollars whoa so, and, <laughs> and, no they're not they're like whoa. fucking three thousand yeah, I mean, nikes yeah it's crazy i have a pair in my house that's uh they're called a hyper adapt those are the ones i was telling you guys those are made for nike friends and family only and those are like one of 200 shoes wow. made, at least to my knowledge so yeah th there's it gets crazy out there i mean it's like essentially it's like drug dealing except the legal version. Yeah. Which like yeah, I mean it's that's fine by me. Like I would I've never like the kids in my high school, they would all just say like why don't you just sell weed because you'll just make more like yeah. it's way easier, there's more of a demand. And it was true at the time, but I've never been like I never smoked, I never drank, I never I was more of like a clean cut person. So Can't believe you're um, 19 years old. Yeah, I know. It's I wish no, I was older. Pretty smart. So, and what I was going to say is that, like, when I came to meet Crystalia the first day, I'm standing outside. Um, is it okay if I tell yeah. the story? Yeah, just yeah. Just quick. Yeah, I'm standing no. oh, outside, yeah. and it was at, I think it was at Oxnard, like, Levity Live Comedy Club. Yeah. Uh, that might be right. Um, yeah, that's right. And so I'm standing outside, and there's a huge line of people waiting. And now I'm like just some dickhead with like five bags of shoes, and I'm standing out there like waiting. So I'm t I'm messaging Chris, and I was like, "Hey, bro, like I'm here," and he didn't see it because I'm. It's a longer interview. Not gonna play the whole thing. If you guys want to hear that, I'm gonna link it below. It's gonna be in the link for the YouTube video and in the link for the um, iTunes Apple Podcast thing. If you're a SoundCloud user then just go to YouTube or fucking, I don't know, figure your life out. So there's that interview. I was super nervous. It was fucking awesome. Thank you, Burke Kreischer, for having me on. But I wanted to play a little bit of that just so you guys could hear it and hear that, like, this is the beginning stages where I'm still nervous. I'm still fucking chewing gum like a piece of shit. I didn't really have it fucking all locked down yet, you know? Um, now, this video... This is just a mention. It doesn't have to do with me, or it has to do with me, but I'm not in it. Just a mention. This is on The Fighter and the Kid. It's episode 335 with Chris D'Elia. I don't know the timestamp, but I'll, I'll link it in the description as well. So this is, this was fucking insane because I eventually ended up getting Ber, or Brendan Schaub from this video. So, well, let me. Where, where does where, where, where does Olympics? where does Daddy get his kicks from? I got a guy. You might have a better shoe collection than me. Uh -huh. I don't know. You said you have a lot. Shoes don't matter though, do they? Quantity over quality, maybe. <laughs> well, no, but you you have a lot. You also you also like a lot of different kinds. Yeah, you I, like I, just one. I like I like like you know Adidas boosts and shit and like, like Yeezys. Yeezys. And I Jordans. like I like Jordans. I like Air Max. I like some Reeboks, but like that's... Who gets you your kicks? 
I mean, I have different people, but I have a guy named Angelo that's, uh, that, that, that. You have a gets... shoe guy? You asshole. Oh, I have a shoe guy, dude. And you know what? I'm not sorry about this shit, man. I'm tired of fucking people asking you to apologize. Dude, I have a shoe guy. Oh my God. You have a closet full of shoes. Dude, you're, you're, that's so obnoxious. I have a shoe guy, dude. Well, let me, where, where does, where do you does... watch? So that was fucking unreal. Someone messaged me and saw that. It was actually one of my friends. Her name's Gabby. So shout out to you, Gabby. But she heard that, and she was just, like, watching the fighter and the kid. She's a bigger fan of the fighter and the kid than I was. Um, but she, like, put me on to that show. I wasn't really watching everyone religiously. But when Chris D'Elia's came on, I had put her on to Chris D'Elia, and she was watching it. And then she was like, holy fuck, he just talked about you. Sent me the link, and then I was, like, shitting my pants. So that was really fucking great. And a lot of, like, none of these are paid. Like, these are not paid fucking sponsors. That was out of the just fucking kindness of Crystalia's heart. It was a minor shout out. It wasn't a huge plug, but the fact that he like picked me out and said my name, uh, instead of saying whatever websites or whatever other people he's bought shoes from was pretty fucking awesome and humbling. So I wanted to show that. Now the next one is I I'm trying to do this like in fucking order. I don't really know if I am or not. Okay. So now this is on the Burtcast. This was Chris D'Elia's episode on the Burtcast. This is just like a very small mention, but you got to fucking play them all. The point of me doing this, by the way, it's not to be like flex fuck, even though it kind of is. It's just because I want a place that is like, you. everyone can listen to every single shout out I've ever gotten or mention. Rather than scrolling through my Instagram, some people don't have Instagram, and some people don't want to click on all the different fucking things. So you could hear a little bits, like bits and pieces of every interview that I've done. And I don't know, it's been a year of my fucking podcast. I felt like I deserved to do a little bit of a, I don't know, fucking flex, I guess I'm just gonna call it. So here's the Burtcast mention. I Ubered because I was drinking. <laughs> And I was just like, whoa, I got to step up my fucking game. I literally started buying shoes from Angelo Blando. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. a week later, you were like, I think you said I got my shoe guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I started following him. Yeah. I literally started following him and then was like, he was like, uh, if you got these in the 13 and I hit him up, I was like, I use the 13. And he was like. The machine follows me. And I was uh, like, funny. I was like, oh, you're coming to my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, hilarious, dude. So yeah, that was good. Um, it kind of sounded like Chris D'Elia was like a little fucking, that's hilarious, dude. Like, we don't fucking need to plug him. I almost feel like, which is probably the right attitude to have. Sometimes I feel like I don't even deserve some of this shit. But this is what fucking happens uh, when you do shit and you just keep fucking doing it. I've done 50 episodes of the podcast, 51 now. And my numbers aren't, like, skyrocketing. I'm not, like, at 10,000 yet. Like, it's still a very fucking small fan base and whatever you want to call it following. Uh, friends and family, we call it here. But it's, like... I don't know. You guys are fucking the reason why I enjoy getting up and recording the podcast. Sometimes when I don't like, I don't mean that I want to quit the podcast when I say that I don't want to do it. It's just like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, fuck man. Like I don't want to record today. Or sometimes when I'm getting in my fucking depressed, sad boy mode, it's like, man, it's fucking hard to, to get like fame or hard to get uh, popular or noticed or whatever the fuck you want to use. Like I've been on, all of these shows and I have 10,000 subscribers or followers on Instagram, which is a fucking lot. And I'm not trying to sound like a greedy cunt, 
But at the same time, it's like I've been on shows with 8 million listeners, Elvis Duran show, um, Birdcast, Jim and Sam show. I've been mentioned all these places and I'm still fucking grinding. So take that. This is just a short little Gary V fucking moment. Take what I've done as some inspiration to not give up on shit that you're passionate about. I really want this shit to happen for me. I really enjoy networking. I really enjoy getting my name out there. I really want to get a big podcast spot or a co-host on a radio show or et cetera or my own Netflix show. I really am shooting for some goals here. And until they get them, I'm not fucking stopping. So I know that sounds like some douchey Instagram shit. But it's, it's just true. Use this as an example, you know. Uh, this next one is the Jim and Sam show. Jim Norton and Sam Roberts. Um, it's on Sirius XM Radio, I think. And if it's not, then hey, I fucked that up. But it's I think it's on... No, it is on Sirius. Uh, this was October 4th. So 10 4, 19 if you want to look it up. Otherwise, I'm just going to play it for you. Oh, this is also with uh, Rich Voss is on this episode as well, and he's fucking hilarious. Okay, play the video now. It's time. It's time to play. Okay, Ange has fucking technical difficulties every day of his goddamn life. I don't know why it's not playing, but it'd be really sick if it did. Okay, maybe we're not gonna play this one then. Really? Like, okay. Well, hey, it fucking did happen, but, you know, that one's not playing, so let's move on to the next one. So now, the next one I had, this is another Trevor Moore, or this is another Burt Kreischer one. This is Burt Kreischer with Trevor Moore on the show, and it's just a little plug. But this this shows how much of a humble person Burt Kreischer is. With the fame that he has, with his come-up story, he probably looks at me and appreciates the fact that I'm just a kid that's hustling. So here's a little shout out he gave me. I want to be like, you know, it used to be like rock star, it used to be all this, and now it's YouTuber. Like, that's like the number one thing that people want to be. I've had so, I, I, there's this kid, Angelo Blando, Angelo Blando, who gets me my shoes, really mm-hmm. great guy, starting a podcast, but I see he's I mean, the kid is on it. He's like 18 years old, 19 years old, maybe he's 20. Um, he flies out to LA, gets shoes for Delia, for Ron Funches, for me. Like, he just hustles. He's a hustler. Yeah. And I said, man, I got to go. In my head, I'm picturing, I'm thinking, let me introduce you to my agent, and le- or let me introduce you to my manager. Let me get you a job in the industry. You will be amazed at what that instinct you have can really develop and blossom in LA. Yeah. There are a lot of people that will see that in you and fucking and milk it and teach you things you'll never learn anywhere else in this world. Yeah. And I said, I said, you need to get in this business. And he was like, I'm really like a YouTube channel. In my head, I'm like, Angelo, <laughs> anyone can have a fucking YouTube channel. Like you've got something special. Get out of there and go to fucking be an, be an agent. Yeah. And be like a 20. So now he's saying like be an agent and he's saying, get, get me hooked up with your manager, all this shit. So he actually ended up, uh, he set up an interview. I flew back out to LA. This is a fucking, this is some behind the scenes shit. He flew me out to LA. Uh, I met with his manager and it's actually his like talent agent or talent. I don't fucking know. Life coach manager, whatever. And this guy like straight up is a very successful person, works with Dave Chappelle, works with Burt Kreischer, works with, I think, my cousin Sebastian Maniscalco. And, like, 
is in the fucking industry, has no business like taking an hour out of his day to talk to me. But the fact that Burke Kreischer put the word in, he wanted to get me a job as a talent or as a manager for comedians, like get them venues, get them fucking gigs at this and this place, travel around the fucking world for them or with them. Um, and it was like a kind of a plan or a, I don't want to say like a B spot in an A person's life, but it kind of was like that. And that's not exactly what I was going for, but without this interview, I would have never really understood what I wanted in life. I was still kind of lost. I was still kind of like just taking all of these shout outs and like fucking things, saying thanks, but not really knowing what to do with them. And uh, this guy, Reg, from that, which is Burt Kreischer's manager that I had a, a meeting with, literally like helped me think about my life in a fucking much different way. He was willing to give me a shot and like said, if you want to fucking do this, if you want to be an agent, like I got you and like, I will fucking get you in the business, but you're going to be dedicated. It's going to be 50 hours of work every week. Like you're going to be traveling. You're going to be on these people's time, not your time. If you want your own TV show, if you want your own radio station, if you want anything else, like this is not going to be the job for you. But if you do want it, you can make up to $100,000 a year once you get built up. The starting salary is forty-five or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, it was a very good paying job and a very fun job working in L.A. I could have probably moved out there with that money in the first year. Would have been working with Bert, Chris D'Elia, Sam Roberts, like whatever the fuck I wanted. All the people that I was working with now, I could have helped them because I'm an agent. Like it was a very fucking awesome open door that Burt Kreischer opened for me and Reg invited me into. And I'm beyond thankful. But the fact that I'm fucking like tunnel vision on what I really want from life and I know the things that I can see myself doing, uh, I turned the deal down. And I it wasn't like a rude thing. He didn't take offense to it. He's a he's a like I, I keep saying life coach, but He's a manager. He understands people's fucking re- like decisions. He understands saying no, rejection, saying yes, like whatever it is. He's been through it all. Um, and he was saying like, I don't think this is for you because he was asking me all these questions about what I wanted from my life and was realizing like you want to be a uh, a person. You don't want to be a B or C person. You don't want to help someone get famous. You want to get famous is the truth. And like, yeah, as of right now, that's very fucking true. When I get there though, I will fucking a hundred percent sure be the guy that posts a kid from like when I was younger, or if someone sells me fucking shoes or hooks me up with whatever the fuck it is. Like these people, Crystalia, Burke Kreischer, Sam Roberts, they have done it for me and I'm definitely going to pay it forward. And I can't fucking wait to do that. But I just wanted to tell that little backstory because you might have, uh, you might be in college and you might have an opportunity to take one class that's a little bit easier. And if you take this class, you'll make more money. If you do law, you'll make a lot more money. If you do nursing, you'll make a lot more money. It's not always about the money though, you know? And if the story that I just told doesn't prove that, then I don't know what will. I was a 19-year-old kid sitting in LA and fucking Sony Studios or whatever the TV network building and had an opportunity to get a job as a, as a comedian, agent, celebrity agent, whatever you want to call it. And I shut it down because of the things that I am more focused on, because of the goals that I want to achieve. So I don't mean to sound douchebag fuckboy, but take that in for what you can. 
uh, and appreciate that. If you please just fucking don't do shit that isn't worth it. I've also, I've had a lot of opportunities to do shit that I turned down. And I, man, I fucking hope it's worth it because I'm really betting on myself. And if this shit doesn't work with me, then all the opportunities that I declined, I'm going to be like, hey, man, I actually will be an agent. So I hope I don't have to do that. But I think we're in the fucking clear. Um, now, before I read a, uh, or play a couple more, there's like two more big ones. Um, I want to tell you guys about Time Slippers. This is actually the last episode of Time Slippers. It's not because there was a bad fallout. It's not because they don't like me. Uh, it's just because we had a three-month deal, and today is the last one of the three months. So Time Slippers, this is the woman's pair. It's all suede. It's like a shortcut suede. The inside is wool, very comfortable on the inside. There's air holes here with steel on the outside to give you some little ventilation so you're not sweating your fucking feet off. There's also elastic laces here so you don't have to worry about tying your shoes. You could slip them on very easily. There's an adjustable Velcro strap here that you could hear, that little fucking ASMR for all you audio listeners. Uh, and then on top of all that, there's a thick... Uh, rubber bottom, a rubber sole at the bottom that you can wear that don't fucking suck like a lot of the other uh, slippers out there. I'm not going to throw shade, but Eddie Bauer, what, what the fuck are you doing with your soles? Um, couldn't wear those outside for sure. This is another men's mid top. This is another men's mid top. And then you got the men's high top. If you can't see what I'm doing, uh, because you're a listener and not a viewer, then you can easily go to timeslippers.com, view any shoe that you want, enter in the promo code KICKSANDGIGS, K-I-X-N-G-I-G-S, and you will be able to save 20% off on your order. Go do it, okay? Go do it. Because this is the last one, and I want them to think, hey, at least one fucking person ordered. Do it now. Um... Now, this next one, this is this is Brendan Schaub's on uh, Showtime that he shouted me out on. And there's actually, there's one with Salvacano I'm going to tell after this that there's no proof of it, but it's a fucked up story and I want to share with you. But this is Brendan Schaub. It gives me a little shout out here and it's pretty funny. There's not really any feedback. There's no back, back story. It speaks for itself. God's sakes. Um, Cub Games was great. And then uh, I've been looking for these shoes, these off-white blazers, because off-white and um, Nike did a collab. And I love the the collabs. I was looking for these blazers that I post on my Instagram. And uh, this gentleman reaches out to me and goes, I can get them. Yeah, that's what he does. He goes, I can get them. I'm like, all right, cool, man. And uh, he goes, I actually live in Chicago. I see you're coming here. Um, let's meet up. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. And I didn't look at his Instagram page or anything like that. He's worked with a buddy of mine, Chris D'Elia, so um, I obviously trusted him. But it's not like I paid him beforehand or anything like that. And so he goes, hey, got your shoes. Meet you at the hotel. I'm like, all right. Well, if you trusted me, you could have paid me beforehand. But anyway. Uh, this gentleman gets there, and he looks 14. I was like, is this illegal, like what we're doing? Like how old are you? He goes, I'm 19. His name is Angelo underscore Blando. He's on Instagram. He's his he's podcast, but he's 19, and he has his podcast is Kicks and Giggles. Um, <laughs> night, there's a picture of us with the shoes. He wanted to get a picture of me and him with the shoes just to prove that I think that I actually bought shoes from. But uh, he's a little hustler, man, and he, he has whatever some plug into these shoes. I just can't believe how old he was. 
He looks super young. Yeah, just a little hustler, man. Just trying to get it done, so you got to appreciate the hustle. Super nice kid. While we're on shoes, though. At- so every guy, every, every shout-out is saying, like, appreciate the hustle. Kid's a hustler. I had gotten this tattoo. I have hustle, if you're not watching this. I have hustle very fucking bold, almost too bold, uh, tattooed on my forearm, which was a bold decision, but the fact that everyone says that, like when I'm getting these shout outs, that makes me think like, yeah, fucking that's why I have this shit. So even though sometimes I lay in bed and fucking butt naked play Fortnite all day, definitely not hustling on those days. But um, for the most part, yeah, they're right. And yeah, you know, he didn't end up paying me first, but a lot of the times it's like, you got to take a risk. And it's Brendan Schaub. Like he's obviously trusted. He's a fucking celebrity in, in my world, at least. And uh, I'm not going to think, like, if he doesn't send me the money first, but he still wants me to meet up, some people might actually say, like, fuck that, man. Like, you got to send me the money first and take, like, fuck that. I don't even care if I lost the money. If I got to see him and, like, got to take a picture with him and he never sent me the money, then, hey, you know, fuck it. He scammed me, but at the same time, I got an awesome experience from it. I literally wouldn't have been mad. But he ended up sending the money, of course, and uh, we had a great transaction and since then we've had he's probably bought 10 or 15 shoes from me since so uh i appreciate brendan shop a ton so thank you even though you're not watching this but yeah wanted to tell you about that and yeah if if money's involved don't fucking stop worrying about money is basically what the point of some of these is the underlining thing that you're seeing that i'm doing for these people i'm not worried about money i lose money i give discounts i give free pairs sometimes it's mainly discounted pairs but um, like Ron Funches, Ron Funches is such a fucking supporter and has helped me out so many times, uh, whether it's shout outs on Instagram or bringing me to Conan O'Brien and introducing me to him, um, or whatever the fuck it is, sending me customers all the time, telling people about me. Uh, he's bought for me so many times that I send him a free pair once in a while. And it's like, as a thank you, when these guys are willing to help me, I want to do anything I can for them. My funds are short and tight. But if I can give a discount, which I do to everyone, um, I either give them like 50% off sometimes or 75% off or a free pair or whatever the fuck it is. I try to make it work. And it's not because I'm loaded. It's just because I value, even if I had $1,000 in my bank account right now and that's fucking it, I would still give fucking 500 of that worth of discounts or free pairs or free merchandise to these guys because it's my way of showing that I fucking... You got to show appreciation for the people that do shit for you. Whatever you get, you got to give it back. That's what I'm going to do. The simple fucking basic liner, one liner. Um, So now this is the most recent one. Uh, This is from, this is a little two-part story, but we're going to fucking play this. We're going to play both of them. I got mentioned on the Elvis Duran show. This was before I had flown out, flown, flown, before I had flown out there uh, to meet them. And this is like, I'm just going to play it because it speaks for itself as well. These Nikes, how do I get them? He goes, they're purple. I need. Fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Sorry. These Nikes, how do I get them? He goes, they're purple. I need them. I got them. I got you. I got your back. Tell Elvis I have his back. So what he did was he got in his car, drove two hours because he's that dedicated to being a sneakerhead and uh, and get, getting stuff for his customers. 
I got it for you. Merry Christmas. Wow, Happy wow. New Year. Thank you for doing what you do. This is the least I could do for you. So, Angelo underscore Blandano on Instagram. Way to go if you want sneakers. Going to follow right now. Blandano? Yeah, I'm going to put, gonna put yeah, these up online uh, on Instagram later, and I'll put his... His Oh, there they are. Oh, my God. Look at these. Oh, those are nice. Oh, Angelo. Angelo. Oh, those are cool. And the bottoms of the soles are purple, too. These are neat. What is this Insta again, Angelo? Angelo underscore Blandano. B-L-A-N-D-O. Okay. Absolutely. Blando. Okay. Yeah, Blando. Well, it's not- it's oh. B-L-A-N-D-O. Angelo underscore Blando. Wow. Uh, these Nikes. So when I heard that, it was like bittersweet. You know, it was fucking unreal that they were giving me this shout out. At the same time, they fucking said Blandano. This is actually my buddy Garrett. And he it definitely, like, he didn't mean to do it. I'm sure he was reading off of a script and also trying to, like, mix his improv, like, improv with it and trying to plug me while trying to read off the thing. He literally reads off Angelo underscore B-L-A-N-D-O and then says Blandano. So it was just, like, whatever the fuck it was. It's not his fault. Uh, it actually made for a very funny moment uh, on the podcast that we ended up doing later. But that was my first mention. And then after that... After it was just a shout out, that's all it was. It was supposed to be I send him some shoes, hooked him up, and it was just a shout out. And then they invited me out to New York where I did this. Now I'm only going to play a few minutes of this because it's pretty fucking long. But, oh no, you know what? This is seven minutes. I could probably play it. Then I'm, after that, I'm fucking done because this episode's going to be really long. Um, this was on live radio. So I did their 15 minute morning podcast with Scary Jones and Greg and. Um, Meta, like with everyone. I did the 15-minute morning show, with, which is not with Elvis Duran. That's just a separate podcast they do. You could find it on the iHeartRadio app. The episode is called Meet Our Sneakerhead. I did that, and that was fucking very fun. And then the next day, or no, a few days later, actually. So when I was in New York, I did the 15-minute morning show. I met everyone. I took, I took pictures, but I was not live on the radio. A week later, Elvis has called me. And uh, this is what the conversation was. This was live on air. Elvis calls me, and this is what happens. In the morning show. Standard data and messaging rates may apply. Want to be a part of the next conversation? Send a text to 55100. Elvis Duran in the morning show. Remember the day we were having uh, we were having a lunch, all of us, over at Nickel and Diner? Mm-hmm. Yes. Over on uh, near Lafayette Street. Yes. Yep. Anyway, across the street from us having lunch, there was a long line in this uh, pop-up store. I'm like, what are they doing over there? Go find out. Because when yeah. there's a line, I want to get in it. We thought that was a celebrity or something. Yeah. Remember? Well, and yeah. And you see a line. You're like, I don't care what it is. I just want to get in the line. Because <laughs> right. obviously there's something much better there than you know here at lunch mm-hmm. with my colleagues. <laughs> so we found out there was a new sneaker out. It was, uh, anyway. The lobster was, one. Yeah, mm-hmm. the purple. And the purple like, lobster. And so we looked it up. And I'm like, got to have it. <laughs> and, Garrett, and Garrett says, I know Angelo. He's a sneaker plug. I went, oh, God, I've never known a sneaker plug. So Angelo said, yeah, snapped his fingers. And five minutes later, he was sending me these sneakers. Yeah. Amazing connection to have, by yeah. the way. Yeah, he's awesome. So Angelo, I just wanted to say, I, I thank you. But I'm going to thank you live on the air. Thank you so much for uh, getting those sneakers to me. I appreciate it. Of course. Can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. Can you hear us? Yes, this is awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. This is crazy. So Aww. getting to know Angelo a little better. He, you're, you're based in Chicago. 
right? Yep, I live in Chicago. And uh, even though the pizza's not as good as New York, but that's okay. That's <laughs> okay. Don't start with me. <laughs> Angelo, your story is just kind of remarkable. I mean, so did you graduate high school? Uh, I, I Luckily, yes, I did. I just made it past. But you did not go to college. Correct. Started starting selling shoes at 15 years old. So yeah. you you knew that people love sneakers, and you knew that there was there was something there. And what was it about that that just attracted you to it? Uh, well, you know, I was always in sales since I was like even uh, 11, 12 years old. I was doing suckers on the bus in middle school. I started fixing <laughs> phones and selling phones. I knew that selling was what I was good at, and like contacting people and like networking. And school just wasn't my way to go. Right. Um, I also always cared a lot about fashion, and I was always the kid that, like, wanted to dress nice when he came to school and not just wear, like, sweatpants and a hoodie. I always, like, tried to dress nicer. And once sneakers became, like, a popular thing that was trendy, I figured, like, if I could just take my sales and I love fashion, it was, like, the perfect thing for me to sell. Now, do you remember, do you remember that, fir that first sale where you actually said to yourself, oh, my God, this is going to be lucrative for me. Do you remember how much you made off that? Um, yeah, I'm, I usually in the beginning, I mean, I only made like, you know, 20, 30 bucks. It wasn't anything huge, but the fact that 20, $30 on, on one sale was a lot better than 50 cents on a sucker sale. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> I felt that it was pretty good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it That's is. so awesome. If only we had those $25 suckers. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I know. I couldn't get my hands on the super rare ones. So the world now is, especially over here by where I live and where we're broadcasting from downtown uh, on Lafayette Street, there's a ton of pop-ups every day, and you see a line down the block. If it's not for sneakers, it's for hoodies, it's for, you know, whatever latest designer is doing it, you know, usually from right. the skating world or whatever. But so how do you identify the shoes that are hot and they're coming up and get in on the action underneath before everyone else gets in there? Is that a big secret? Um, it's pretty... To someone that doesn't really know a lot about it, it's easy to get confused on what's just average and general release and what's, like, extremely limited. Jordans, in, in particular, they make it pretty easy because they have, like, their retro line, and usually retros are more limited right away. And especially if it's, like, a new retro colorway, they'll go for three, 400 bucks. And then the shoes that you see in stores are just called, like, their Team Jordans or their Mid-Tops, their, like, regular line. Right. Wow. And then with Yeezys, it's like Kanye West's shoe is called a Yeezy. So for Adidas, a lot of Adidas regular shoes are just going for normal price. There's no extreme limit, like limitedness to them. And when you see it's a Yeezy or Kanye West name next to it, then you know it's like this is probably going to be way more limited. Wow. He's so smart. I know. No, I, I just, I'm so fascinated because I, just like you, I mean, all of us in this room, we are all addicted to shoes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're all yeah. addicted to them. I so, love sneakers. Right now, here it is, February 12th, 2019. What is, in your opinion, the sneaker that everyone has to have today? Um, I think that, I still you know, stand there's, behind there's this answer. a few pairs. It depends on price. But if I had to give one pair, I mean, I would really say any Jordan Retro 1. Uh, there's pairs that are a thousand dollars. There's some that are two fifty. So to give it like to give a more broad answer that more people can go relate to and go to the store and buy, um, I would say just any Jordan Retro One. I think that's kind of the base of like what started sneaker hype. And uh, if you don't have a pair, I think you should definitely get one. Okay, I, I need a pair okay. of those. Yeah, me Let too. Me, me too. Uh, <laughs> no. So, so uh, I mean, you know what? I 
it's fascinating to me, people who collect sneakers. I, I wonder how many pair of these incredible sneakers are have never been on a foot ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, isn't that the way to do it? Or, or would you rather oh, people I mean, put them on and wear them out? My thing this is, is I like to wear shit. them. You know, if anything, I'll wear a few pairs. And then if I don't have money to go buy more, I'll just sell one and then I'll buy a new one. <laughs> and I like to keep my stuff in rotation. Um, I'm not a big fan of collect like collecting shoes, but... I know people that have 500 boxes in a separate room in their house that just sit in their boxes, and it's like it's like day trading. Like I said, it, they yeah. just right. want to wait for the market to go up, and even if the market goes up thirty dollars on every pair, that's five hundred pairs. You know what I mean? They're right. Yeah. yeah. I tell you, I go and visit my expensive shoes in my closet. You do. And I you just talk to pet, them. Yeah, I pet them. <laughs> I have harassed Angela with photos in my phone of all the shoes that I want and asked him uh, which ones well, I okay, need back to off. Get. No, he's, no, no. <laughs> no, no, he belongs to all <laughs> no, of us. Yeah. Angela, no, Angela's yeah, all mine. No, 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 Angela. <laughs> Angela <laughs> you got Froggy. What do you got, Frog? I want those grass Nike shoes, the ones that look like they are like straight out of my lawn. Uh-huh. Are they, uh, uh, how hard are those to get? <laughs> um, I don't know exactly which ones you're talking about. But it looks like a chia pet shoe. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you it, don't it, want it those. It looks like grass. No, I do want those. Oh. It looks like so grass. Nike SB. Yeah, they're. If it's the ones I'm thinking of. They're probably like four hundred and fifty dollars. Oh. Wow. Never you mind. can afford that. Go ahead, Frog. Yeah. Oh need, yeah, sure. You need some freaking grass shoes. There's yeah, a pair <laughs> of uh, gold Nikes that are like Swarovski. Swarovski. So then they start naming some shoes. I didn't even know what the shoe was that they were talking about at the time. It ended up being the Grass uh, Air Max like 90 or Air Max 1. I don't know why I'm doing this. Air Max 90. You guys know these ones? Um, this yep. is the Chicks and Giggles. Um, it's on Apple, iTunes, like the basic one, and SoundCloud for Android users. So I gave a and plug for my podcast. I'm doing more of my comedy there. Live on air. And then I just kind of explain what the podcast is about. I do my comedy. I talk about stories, meeting people like I'm doing now. Uh, I talk about whatever the, whatever the fuck is on my mind. And I talk about, sometimes we talk about fucking anal sex. It's kind of all over the place. Um, these were some of my mentions. It's like just about all of them. That I've gotten. There's been a few other small ones. It really sucks that I couldn't play the Sam Roberts and Jim Norton one because that one was fucking awesome. All of you guys, I know that they're not listening to this, but if any if any of you guys have happened to listen to this, I appreciate you so fucking much. And to all the listeners right now, anyone playing this on their YouTube, anyone listening in their fucking gym or listening while you I don't know while you beat off, whatever you're doing right now, if you're listening to the show, thank you. You're the reason why I continue to do this. You're the reason why any of this has happened. If it wasn't for people enjoying what I was doing, I would never have the chance to go shine light on fucking Burt Kreischer's podcast or any of this other shit. So, uh, unreal experiences that I've had. And it was fun to talk about it. I never really got to play all of these. And like I said, I wanted one spot that people could go listen to that kind of has everything spread across the board, kind of like a portfolio, something I could send to someone that's trying to get me in the Netflix world is really kind of why I'm doing this. Okay. So, uh, that's that for shoes. Okay. Wait, there's one last story about Selvacano. Selvacano did the sneaker shopping with complex show, which if you don't know what that is, it is really dope. I'm not, I'm not dragging it at all. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's called sneaker shopping with complex. Billy Eilish did it. Crystalia did it. Uh, I don't even know. Impractical jokers did it. Like I'll, there's a lot of fucking people that have done this, uh, juice world. I think like Travis Scott, everyone, everyone that's like in the fucking, in the mix of fame, uh, has done this show. And, 
the Impractical Jokers did it, and Sal Vulcano told me that, well, it, 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 this did happen. It's hard because I can't show a video behind me, but there was a part in this clip where, or in the episode, where Sal Vulcano shouts me out. He talks about how he bought from me. He talks about how he met me. It's like a complete plug because they asked him, where do you get your sneakers from now? Do you shop with StockX or do you shop with Goat or where do you get them from? He goes, I got this guy named Angelo. He flew out here. I just met him and I had met him like two months before he recorded this and it was like such a plug, man. If I could get plugged on like from Sal Volcano like that on a different sneaker selling show, it would have been dope. But because I'm a competitor, it didn't fucking happen. They didn't give it to me. They cut that part of the clip out. And even Sal texted me and he was like, dude, I can't believe they fucking cut it out. But that one fucking hurt, man. I really wanted that one. But Complex, I fucking got you guys because uh, hopefully I can do something soon that can be a competitor with them more than just me selling shoes. But fuck you guys for cutting my clip out. Hey, still, I would still work for you though. So if you want to hire me, I'm down. Um, that's about it. You know, there was, that's kind of it. Uh, I'm planning on having a lot of these people on the podcast within the next year. For the second year of Kicks and Giggles, we're hoping to kind of bring back the heart of Kicks and Giggles podcast. I know I got into a lot of, um, I don't even know. I do a lot of like random fucking ask me questions or I ask you questions. I want to do more natural stuff for the second year of the podcast. I'm going to be traveling more. I'm going to be doing more guest uh, guest appearances. The first year I wanted to get my fucking following on my own. I didn't want to just go for the biggest people I knew, get them on the show and then get fans. That's not my way of growing a fan base. It's not my way to feel like I did something and it earned uh, following. So I did it for a year. I, t I, I clearly am committed to doing this. I enjoy doing it. So now for the second year, I want to take my friends and family, all of you guys, uh, and then hopefully bring along Crystalia, bring along Funches, bring along Cody Garbrandt, Kendra Lust, whoever, um, Sam Roberts especially, bring these guys on the show, talk with them, have some fun, get fucking sexual, get weird. We're going to talk about weird shit is going to be the goal. My previous couple guest appearances that I did with JD Witherspoon, they were great guests, but I did not know how to be a fucking host, really. Uh, I was just writing down questions, asking them. The great, the great guest show was with Pooty. Uh, I loved that. It was very, I was very me. It wasn't so scripted. We had a lot of fun. We laughed our asses off. But when you look at that one, and then you look at JD Witherspoons, even though me and JD get along very well, a lot of the times I'm looking down at my phone. And I'm asking him a question, he's answering, he goes into a little bit deeper of the question, and rather than me diving deep with him and like fucking expanding the answers of this question and bringing out some stories about his upbringing or stories about whatever the fuck it is, I just am like, cool, now what's your favorite type of fucking sandwich? Like, I'm sandwich? Did I say that wrong? Um... So I'm just like a asking him question after question and forcing the conversation to go down this fucking path without just letting it be natural. And I learned that from doing these guests and, and having the smaller people on it, which is another reason why I wanted to have like some of the people that I know, like Don DePetta, I know very well. He's very relatable, very cool. I didn't just have like, who's the biggest guy I've ever met? Hey, we've met once, but can you do my podcast? Because then if I fuck it up, I blew it, you know? So 
I learned a lot this year, and I thank you all. And even though it's not technically the year yet, because next week is, uh, I wanted to do a little bit of a recap. So the shoes for today, I'm not really going to do shoes because it's a long episode. The shoes for today is go fucking buy some time slippers. Thank you, Ryan, for supporting the podcast, for supporting what I'm doing, for helping me uh, get a little fucking, get a little uh, structure on this show and for giving me my first ad. I'm always going to remember you. I'm always going to remember time slippers. They're the most comfortable slipper I've ever worn and you could wear them outside, which is fucking great. Thank you guys for listening. I hope the, I hope this didn't fuck up because I stopped earlier or whatever. Thank you for listening. I love you all. Uh, have a happy Sunday.